I want to introduce Akanksha Sharma. She's the Senior Advisor for Human Capital Technology Transformation at the Office of Personal Management. She's also a volunteer in the Workforce Planning Working Group for ATARC, or the Advanced Technology Academic Research Center. And she's a government advisor for the ACDIAC Emerging Technology Community of Interest, which is where we both kind of ran into each other. So thank you for joining me today, Akanksha. Yeah, it's really nice to be here, Jeremy. Thank you for the invite. Can you share a bit about where you are from, who you are, and more about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in technology for about 12 years now. Um, I, I took an interesting path to get here. You know, in college, um, I was pursuing being a doctor. And for a large part of my childhood and early adulthood, that was actually the path that I wanted to pursue. I really wanted to be a pediatrics doctor or a surgeon. Um, so I'm really happy that I found myself in this field. It's been really rewarding, but it's been an interesting journey to get here. Uh, I moved to you know, the United States in high school, my family immigrated over from India and we've sort of stayed in the DC area since then, which has been really great, um, especially working, you know, within the federal government, having a lot of opportunities after college to be able to transition into either state level consulting work or federal government consulting work. Uh, and I've been on the federal side now before, uh, for about five years now. Um, since I actually joined over, as I said, from the private sector. That's interesting. So, so what made you switch away from pre-med? Well, I decided to take a gap year. Um, and the idea was, you know, I would take that gap year. I would actually volunteer at a local hospital. I also got a job as a scribe in a pediatrics clinic. And I just, before I committed to, you know, 10 years of study and then everything that you go through with your residency, I just wanted to make sure that the day-to-day -day life of being a doctor was close to what I had sort of, you know, maybe just hyped up in my brain and sort of idealized. And so when I started working at the pediatrics clinic, I realized that it wasn't really my passion in the way that I had thought it would be. And just coincidentally, as I was working there around that same time, the clinic started switching to electronic health records. Mm. And they started, you know, researching and using a lot of EHR software to help manage their day-to-day -day business. And, you know, they sort of asked me to get involved. And as I got more involved in the projects, it made me realize how much I actually enjoyed working with technology. And so about a year into this, you know, volunteering work and then working as a scribe, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and make a jump to the tech field. Um, I think that's where my passions are going to lie. Huh, interesting. And then, I mean, you've, you've caught me. I, I, I like this idea of, you know, of course, falling into technology, right, by almost by accident. How, how do you choose then what area of IT? Did you go back and change what you were doing in school? No, I didn't. At, at this point, I had already graduated. So I had my undergrad. And, you know, I did some research into it. And it seemed like technology, it, it was a fairly, it was a kind field if you didn't have a background in pure tech. Hmm. And so 
I, my process was like, why don't I just give this a shot? Let me just find a job to get going. So my first job when I decided to make the switch was actually as project coordinator, which is a really simple, straightforward role. But the beauty of it is that I got to be involved in all of the conversations. I got to sit with the dev team and, and this was for a fairly small company at the time. You know, they had just started maturing beyond the startup phase in the local DC area. And so I was sitting in the hiring discussions. I was sitting in the recruiting discussions. I was sitting with the engineering team. I was sitting with the client team, like as a project coordinator, it's a simple role, but you get access to a lot of knowledge where if you're paying attention, you get to pick up skills. And then that's kind of what I did. I, I didn't go back and do a formal education path. You know, I established mentors at that particular job who gave me a lot of books to read. And that's how I started to learn about agile development mm. and DevSecOps. And over time, you know, I, I joke, but by the time I left that company, I had done literally every role you could imagine within the software development life cycle, except actual engineering, which I still haven't actually written any code that's been deployed anywhere. Um, but it was just a really great opportunity to learn everything about the tech cycle. That's amazing. I, I love that they were open to, to bringing somebody on board and that, you know, and then introducing you to all those things. I, you know, as a, as a guy who is, you know, uh, firmly in the IT trenches and an engineer, I love it when that happens. And you get this great story of somebody who with, you know, great educational background comes in and, and just learns it. It makes, it makes us go, why, why are, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pick on IT people. Sometimes we gatekeep, right. A little bit. Right. And if you prove we shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And I mean, I always tell this to people who are starting out in IT and maybe they didn't think that they wanted to do IT. Although I think at the moment there are better formal education paths than there were, you know, when I graduated, um, but you just need like that one person that's going to give you a shot. Right. And if you have, if you're willing to learn and you're willing to put in the work, um, you can learn it and you can like continue to grow your knowledge base over time. But yeah, you just need one person who'll say, yep, I'm going to go ahead and take a chance on you because I see something. So as you've gone through your, your career and you've, you've been in a few places outside of government and in government, what's something that you might change uh, about the way we've done stuff? You know, uh, you know, imagine they come to you and say, Akanksha, you get to propose a change that we should implement. What's the change look like for you? I think, you know, making things more equitable so everyone has a, has a fair shot. Um, part of the thing of being an immigrant, right, is that you don't always have the structures in place that maybe you would if your parents grew up in the country. So for me, like I remember one of the hardest things was figuring things out like the ACT and the SATs and even getting into college and figuring out what is the criteria for a good college and then from there on out figuring out how to make it into the professional world and I just think it's it's hard to establish mentorships if everything is new and you're starting from ground zero so a big change that I think is just make things more equitable so everyone has a fair shot of it there's a lot of opportunity in IT there's a lot of wealth in IT mm -hmm. and 
but if you still, if you look deeper into the C-suite roles, whether that's in the private sector or the government side, they are still homogenous. Um, we are starting to bend the curve a little bit, but more work needs to be done, especially I think on the federal government side in terms of making inroads with, you know, recently graduating high school students or recently graduating college students and helping them actually you know, come into government. But then also on the flip side, providing opportunities for people to grow their career. You know, an example that I always talk about is trying to get into the SES service. I did a lot of research about how to write the ECQs and I got recommendations in terms of going to companies to write it. And the cost is, it's very high. Mm -hmm. And so that deters a lot of people from making it to that next level. So just in general, making things more equitable and actually setting up some pathways to make it easier for there to be more diversity, different point of views. That's, that's a fantastic goal. Um, and I agree with you. There's so much about the way we've, we've done things in government, right? We're very bureaucratic, which, mean, which is good on one hand, because once we put something in place, then those rules kind of govern it. But right. also it's hard because those rules are in place and nobody wants to change them. Right. Yeah. I mean, government was, if you look back to it, like with all of the different, you know, checks and balances, it was meant to move slow because the way it was envisioned was that, you know, the founding farmers didn't want just something to come change it very quickly, right? Because public sentiment can change a lot. So I think that's both good and bad. Yeah. The good thing is that you're probably not going to see any overnight flips that could be deeply problematic to like what we consider America and the freedoms that we have. Um, but the con to that is that when you want to change, it also takes a really long, determined, deliberate path to do so that has to generally span multiple presidents. And, and that's hard, especially the way things are today. That's so true. So Kanksha, what's what's next for you? I mean, what's the future look like You know, in the, in the near future? Wh where do you say, see things going? So I really enjoy uh, doing, you know, like modernization, transformation work, and not just from an IT perspective, but, but from a service delivery and program perspective. Like, I really like the idea of whether it's a product that you're offering to your consumer or whether it's a service you're offering to the citizen, being able to evolve it over time. And one of the reasons why I've stayed in government for so long is, you know, I think there's a real need for government to become more effective and start to change its perception amongst just America in general and show that we are good stewards of taxpayer dollars and we can get things done. So in the future, that is the path that I continue to want to follow is go into places that, you know, maybe they are in need of change and they haven't experienced it for a while because, you know, that's how government is, or maybe it is using things like artificial intelligence to help ramp up in an area that was maybe moving slower before. Um, but just that concept of like modernization and bringing in change and helping people come on board is what I enjoy doing. And that's what I want to continue. Well, I can't wait to see the change you make in government. And we need more people, more people like you in government to help move us forward and get those positive changes. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. This was great.
All right. Well, take care. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you.